Welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome to segment two of this week's offering of the Talk Show for Talkers. And at the top of the show, I did tell you that you were going to have an offering from Candy Chang. And Candy Chang is a lady who lives in New Orleans. And she has done some very interesting social experiments. So for you to learn exactly what Candy Chang does, you can catch this also on YouTube. But we are giving you the audio version today. So this is what Candy Chang has to offer. There are a lot of ways the people around us can help improve our lives. We don't bump into every neighbor, so a lot of wisdom never gets passed on. But we do share the same public spaces. So over the past few years, I've tried ways to share more with my neighbors in public space, using simple tools like stickers, stencils, and chalk. And these projects came from questions I had like, how much are my neighbors paying for their apartments? How can we lend and borrow more things without knocking on each other's doors at a bad time? How can we share more of our memories of our abandoned buildings and gain a better understanding of our landscape? And how can we share more of our hopes for our vacant storefronts so our communities can reflect our needs and dreams today? Now, I live in New Orleans, and I am in love with New Orleans. My soul is always soothed by the giant live oak trees, shading lovers, drunks, and dreamers for hundreds of years. And I trust a city that always makes way for music. I feel like every time someone sneezes, New Orleans has a parade. <laughs> the city has some of the most beautiful architecture in the world, but it also has one of the highest amounts of abandoned properties in America. I live near this house, and I thought about how I could make it a nicer space for my neighborhood. And I also thought about something that changed my life forever. In 2009, I lost someone I loved very much. Her name was Joan, and she was a mother to me. And her death was sudden and unexpected. And I thought about death a lot. And this made me feel deep gratitude for the time I've had. And brought clarity to the things that are meaningful to my life now. But I struggle to maintain this perspective in my daily life. I feel like it's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day -day and forget what really matters to you. So with help from old and new friends, I turned the side of this abandoned house into a giant chalkboard and stenciled it with a fill-in-the-blank sentence, Before I die, I want to so anyone walking by can pick up a piece of chalk, reflect on their lives, and share their personal aspirations in public space. I didn't know what to expect from this experiment, but by the next day, the wall was entirely filled out, and it kept growing. And I'd like to share a few things that people wrote on this wall. Before I die, I want to be tried for piracy. <laughs> Mm 
Before I die, I want to straddle the international dateline. Before I die, I want to sing for millions. Before I die, I want to plant a tree. Before I die, I want to live off the grid. Before I die, I want to hold her one more time. Before I die, I want to be someone's cavalry. Before I die, I want to be completely myself. So this neglected space became a constructive one, and people's hopes and dreams made me laugh out loud, tear up,、uh, and they consoled me during my own tough times. It's about knowing you're not alone. It's about understanding our neighbors in new and enlightening ways. It's about making space for reflection and contemplation, and remembering what really matters most to us as we grow and change. I made this last year and started receiving hundreds of messages from passionate people who wanted to make a wall with their community. So my civic center colleagues and I made a toolkit, and now walls have been made in countries around the world, including Kazakhstan, South Africa, Australia, Argentina, and beyond. Together, we've shown how powerful our public spaces can be if we're given the opportunity to have a voice and share more with one another. Two of the most valuable things we have are time and our relationships with other people. In our age of increasing distractions, it's more important than ever to find ways to maintain perspective and remember that life is brief and tender. Death is something that we're often discouraged to talk about or even think about, but I've realized that preparing for death is one of the most empowering things you can do. Thinking about death clarifies your life. Our shared spaces can better reflect what matters to us as individuals and as a community. And with more ways to share our hopes, fears, and stories, the people around us can not only help us make better places. They can help us lead better lives. Thank you. Well, I don't know about you too, but I found that a quite a moving speech. Putting aside the emotion of it, I liked the way I liked a number of things about it. I loved her pacing; it was beautifully paced. It was descriptive, just enough so that without the visuals, you could still follow more or less you know, what she was talking about. And I loved the way that she constructed it. It was it was a very smooth it was a very smooth transition between one segment to the next, and a good message at the end. So yeah, it ticked a lot of boxes for me. Yeah, I agree with you, Mara. What it, what also struck me about this was the language that、uh, Candy used. Some beautiful alliteration in there, such as soul soothing,、mm-hmm. when she was talking about sitting under the oak trees.、Mm-hmm. And the fact that was so soothing to lovers, drunks, and other people. It has beautiful pictures. Yeah, lovely more pictures that she created. Yeah, and it also I all I also felt that this lady is a very thoughtful lady. That she looks at things not as other people look at them. We look at a derelict building and we see a derelict building. She looked at a derelict building and she saw a chalkboard、mm. or a whiteboard. 
or a canvas that we can add things to. And I thought it was beautiful when she put up these kind of post-its, mm-hmm. what I want to do before I do, die. Mm-hmm. And imagine, particularly on that derelict building, which was quite large, that the next morning it was completely filled with people giving their thoughts. Yeah. Even from the fellow who said, I want to be... I want to be tried as a pirate. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was beautiful because if you look at the YouTube version of it, yeah. you see yeah. this pirate's outfit with the pirate's hat and the, yeah. the, the, the cap over the eye and everything. It was yeah. gorgeous, lovely stuff. Yeah. Paul, do you have any thoughts? Well, I, I admired immensely what she's achieved to take something from, we'll say, her neighbourhood that attracts people so much that they want to join in and then find that it resonates with people in Kyrgyzstan. I don't know if I pronounced that properly, but anyway, that's a tremendous achievement, and it must have been very therapeutic for herself. Yes. You have to admire, don't you, somebody who attracts people to join in and to be part of the project, and she, she gave them an outlet for things that they might not have put into words before. And, of course, the first one she read was genius. I mean, mm, it got yes. us all here yeah. laughing, and it got yeah. and laughter yeah. is you know, great uh, for you. It's really good for you. It's great and audience connection, Paul. Yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. I cannot remember what she said at the end. I do not remember what her takeaway was. So will one of you please remind me what her takeaway, what did she give to the audience to take away with them? I I think what what she gave us actually was a kind of a look in something we were speaking about earlier, Paul, a kind of a snapshot of your own mortality. And when she, she gave us a lovely line when she said, life is brief and tender. I thought that was lovely. And, you know, right through the speech, even though it was a short speech, a six-minute speech, she brought in emotion in a very effective way. She Mm. talked about a lady who she regarded as her mum passing away quite unexpectedly, and she did get quite emotional, and that was true emotion because she she did tear up herself when she was telling us that. And then when she led us into the wall that she, she described as a wall where people could put their thoughts on a little thought before they die. The humour that came into it then, there I thought was gorgeous as well. I think it was delicious. And I would advise people to look at it on YouTube to get the full visual effect of it as well. Indeed. Uh, Just coming back to your point, Paul, that uh, you couldn't remember what her message was. Now, I have to agree with you. She didn't have what we call a foundational phrase which you can take away and you, it will grab you. The story she told was pleasant and we, we remembered the humour and we remembered that bit specifically because it got a laugh. Uh, but she didn't actually give us something which is memorable enough at the end. If you were evaluating her, Moira, yes. what would be the number one recommendation you would give to her? Never mind all the praise and saying what she did really mm-hmm. well because, you know, we, we've... We've commented on that, but what recommendation would you give her for her next speech or the next time she repeats that speech? I think it's just that to to find some 
a phrase of five or six words that she can repeat a couple of times during the speech and especially at the end to tie it in with her message so that we do actually remember her message. Lovely. Let's call that a day or an episode and we'll invite you to come back tomorrow when Paul is going to be talking about... The phenomenal amount of collaboration that has happened during the pandemic within Toastmasters. Thank you, Paul. We'll see you again tomorrow. Bye for now. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.